I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and gay desert guides Brad Fur. Well, we're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, literally. Today, uh, we're going to have some fun with booze hounds. And I noticed that somebody has a very fluffy puppy. You watched your doggy, Shankar. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. He is so much fun. Right in the sink. He's a sink dog. The pictures of him wet are hysterical. The pictures of him dry are hysterical. He's all the comedian I, I could have ever dreamt of. Our show has gone to the... Dogs. <laughs> we have a really big show today. We have Scott Slavin from the Palm Springs Art Museum. We have Ellen Wolf and Rob Warrenoff from Sanctuary Palm Springs. They've got some really big announcements. We have Nino Eilitz from the Standard Magazine. We have our standard favorite, Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent, and Brian, Jimmy, and Steve from Booze Hounds. Anything with the name Booze and Hounds, this cast is in. Yes, totally. <laughs> I hear a smidge growling. Something's going on outside. Uh -oh. Oh, well, smidge uh -oh. is hearing us talk about other dogs and That's is probably right. getting a little upset yes. about that. I'm trying. Let's see what happens when I shake the. Ooh, it worked pretty quickly. <laughs> Same works for me. Swing a bagel, a bagel, and I come running. So. No, oh, this no. is just this is just house cleaning. I have these right here for you, Shan, because you have, over the pandemic, dropped off things for me in yes. little mason jars, which I will return to you. Oh, yes. Okay. I can't even remember what things I put in there. I've been getting back lots Olives. of Tupperware and food. I think I brought you the nut-free granola and I, who knows what. Yes. Well, Love they're the sanitized for your protection and they will be returned. And thank you for all of your, uh, your wonderful gifts that you've dropped off in your hazmat suit over the, the pandemic. Certainly. I have to do it live and in person and with no condom over my head very soon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So what a week we've had and what a week we've got coming up. Bar Cecil is opening this week. And um, that's uh, Charles Drabkin, who does our restaurant reviews on Gay Dozer Guide. He and I are going to be going to a little tasting there. Um, Purple Room is doing a GoFundMe campaign. They're about a third of the way there for a $240,000 uh, raising of funds to reopen the club. It's been really tough um, with a club like that. There's no outdoor space. Um, you know, the entertainers are right there. So unless you put down a sneeze guard like the salad at the, uh, at the uh, what was that, what was the corral, the golden corral? Yeah, it just doesn't work very well. So Purple Room doing a GoFundMe. Uh, modernism, I had a chance to uh, take a look at the Desert Palisades and that's really something. Desert X, have you been to any of the Desert X? Jen? We were about to go yesterday and the wind beat the hell out of it. We were all packed up with moms and people and oh, it no. wasn't conducive. So yeah, the, try, but isn't it over momentarily? No, no, another month. Oh, okay. Thank you. Moder modernism ends this week and then we've got another month or so for Desert X. And I went up to the uh, Jesse O. Jackson, um, the community center, and there's a beautiful, um, uh, these orange and yellow pieces of plastic. And it's right there against the desert. Uh, it's the, the photos that I got were spectacular. And it was before the wind hit on the weekend. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but I know that uh, one of my friends volunteers in modernism and that desert palisades, he said they were literally like holding the door, the, 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 wind, the, uh, the pictures were shaking on the wall because the wind was so 
bad the last couple of days up It there. has been really windy spring. I mean, this is windy time, but yeah. the water aerobics class I usually do is like at 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning. And she wrote to me yesterday going, well, obviously we're not doing water aerobics today. Yeah. But it was yeah. still here in the south end until noon. Still. <laughs> completely still i didn't get a breeze of wind yeah, same same here it was really quiet and the air you could like see the air yesterday yeah, like the, the mountains were hazy just from the dust yeah, yeah. so welcome but to palm springs in the spring yeah. man it exfoliates you by sandblasting well, i used to say when i bought you know when you first buy you inevitably get a house in the north end because you get so much bang for your buck but I used to say one side of my car had no paint on it. One side of my face was exfoliated. You know, it's intense. I've it been looking at the real estate because, you know, you're in my feed on Facebook, Shan. And um, I saw that Steve McQueen's first Palm Springs house yeah. when he was a young movie star is up for sale. And that's kind of in the, the North End. But man, that is a, such a cool place. It's not that big, but it has a Mickey Mouse head-shaped pool. Oh, yep. you're I kidding. Think, and I think Suzanne Summers' house finally closed, too. Oh, week. did it? Yeah. Is she, I think she'd been trying to sell it for a while. So Now, this is just real estate porn for people like me, but it's right. it's fun to look at. Well, yeah. and, you know, I've always, most of my friends are low-rent rent bargain basement you know, low baller chasers. And it just, it has been a struggle making offers. There's like 50 offers on a house right now and they want to low ball it. I'm like, this is not the time for that. So you see, I just finally started posting million dollar houses because if I'm going to play that game, I might as well, might as well. Be playing the bargain basement. Might as well. Hey, also, you know, talking, speaking of Mickey Mouse shaped pools, the Vagabond Inn has a Mickey Mouse shaped pool. It and does? Yes, in the way in the back, it's some they they've got plans to do some really cool things back there. But I never knew it until they were showing me around uh, not too long ago. And the, you, especially when you look at it from the top, you can definitely see it's it's Mickey Mouse shaped. How funny! I, I want a goofy pool with the big long snout for laps. Uh, <laughs> well, you know the <laughs> that's story. pretty good. Thank you. you know the story about Frank Sinatra's house, right? It's basically the shape of a piano. Yeah. And then there's a walkway going all the way down that has slats and the slats shade keys. Exactly. Uh, which is, I mean, the, the history of Palm Springs. I know. It's quite a hey, tale. John, one last thing before we get to our guest today. Um, you missed it, but I went up and saw Charles Phoenix and the Wienermobile on Sunday. Cool. That was that was something else. And uh, Charles was on the podcast last week. Um, I hadn't seen the Wienermobile in a long time. Usually it, it resides in the Midwest. It doesn't usually get to the West Coast unless there's multiple Wienermobiles. Do you think there I are? I think there are. And I yeah. think that they've upgraded it. I think this this Wienermobile has anti-lock brakes and airbags and a backup camera. And, and it's going to be electric. It's going to have a solar pickle. On right. The something, right? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of electric... You yeah. and your Leaf, yeah. now a Palm Springs Nissan Leaf. Exactly. Our new sponsor, Palm Springs Nissan. We've moved a little closer to Palm Springs, and uh, we are. I've, I've made the, the swap out on the license plates around, and uh, we're just uh, waiting for the wrap to get switched over. But I uh, stopped over and saw Palm Springs Nissan the other day, and we're happy to have them on as a sponsor for the 
for the Nissan Leaf, the 2020 Nissan Leaf, which glides silently across the streets and across the valley. Next up on the podcast today, Scott Slavin from the Palm Springs Art Museum. He oversees marketing and communications efforts for the museum. Uh, he's been with the museum since 2017. Scott, you are part of the We Are Palm Springs campaign, where we are featuring local businesses and restaurants and now attractions since you can open up. And April 1st was uh, was the day you opened. Was, was anybody fooled by that? <laughs> Surprisingly not, because it had been a year and three months. Um, I'm sorry, a year and three weeks. Uh, but yeah, it, it was really great to finally be able to reopen. And we just went from 25% uh, capacity up to 50% capacity, which is uh, we'll be able to get a lot more people in now. Good. We can start doing those fun events again like we used to do. No, yeah, not, right. quite. not quite. <laughs> well, a few months off, probably. No doubt. No doubt. I'll meet the museum on some new terms next time. Right. <laughs> it That's just right. dawned it on me. It's been over a year since I've held a plastic wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a sad era. He's <laughs> drinking it straight out of the bottle now, so he's not missing out. It's not about the plastic, believe me. I don't know. No, it's actually out of the box, not the bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Scott, um, how's the museum doing and what have you been doing while you were closed to get prepared for reopening? Well, uh, our curatorial department uh, did not stop working. They, we have five new exhibitions. We have a number of new acquisitions uh, on, on view. And we also, um, the curators also went into our permanent collection vaults and brought out some pieces that people haven't either have never seen or haven't seen in a really long time. So it is pretty much a completely refreshed museum. Uh, that people are going to be coming into. We're really excited to share that. I like work. In, go ahead. And it's like going into your closet and finding those <laughs> those gowns that you haven't. You no, we have. I think six vaults around Coachella Valley. Yeah, I know. I, I and it's. I don't know how they do it. It's it's really confusing. Whenever I've been into the ones, it's like uh, I wouldn't know how to find anything. But they're professionals. They know how to do it. I work and play with a bunch of your volunteers, Dennis Duca and David, oh. and a woman who makes bags for the gift shop. And they're all in my little circle of uh, water aerobics nerds. Oh, really? So they are constantly giving me the blow by blow and they love being a part of it. You have Maybe. a very broad volunteer base, but you know, specific and, and bright and smart. And oh, this, hey, town run, this town runs on that. We could not do it without our volunteers. They're they're totally essential. In fact, we're looking for more. If people uh, okay. if people uh, are interested, please um, email me sslaven at psmuseum.org or just go to our website psmuseum.org. Yeah, we're always looking for people, especially now that we're we're kind of just ramping up. And you know, some people aren't completely comfortable going back yet. So, um, yeah. What kind of things will people do as volunteers? They would greet people coming in. They will help at admissions. They will help maintain social distancing. Uh, they will, you know, answer answer simple questions. We, of course, we have docents who who do the tours and, and the more in depth things like that. Uh, there's a multitude of things that visitors do. You can work in the store and the bistro that we have. There's a lot. That new bistro barely got open before the pandemic, correct? Persimmons is that what it's called? Persimmon Bistro and Wine Bar. It had been open for a while. It did change owners, um, okay. and and uh, they did open briefly in the fall, but it, it didn't quite work out. But they opened about a month before the museum did, and they're doing they're going strong. 
It's a great place to have lunch out in the sculpture garden and the That's what I've been hearing is that people are sitting out in the garden more than they ever had, even though you could right before. Oh yeah, but now, you know, it, it is only outdoor seating, but it's beautiful, weather's perfect for it. And yeah. it's, it's great to just be able to enjoy the art and just relax and then go into the museum. And how about the Annenberg Theater? Anything planned for the Annenberg yet? Probably a little soon, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I doubt that we will be able to do much before the fall. Um, it's it's under discussion, but um, I think I think the theater management they're starting to take some rental reservations for you know late end of the year and beginning of next year, but um, we're probably going to have to hold off on that. There's still the a bunch of stuff we're still having to wait to dream. You know, <laughs> want to want you're now you're almost scared to want. You know. Yeah, it's it's scary thought if we if we slip back, but yeah. all indications are looking pretty good. I think I think light is at the end of the tunnel. Wonderful. Well, and I, as the comedian in the house and the brat, it is my job to say, you know, can you see directly to Marilyn's underpants from there? Uh, sadly, you will be able to. Yes, it's unfortunate, but yes. What what a fight in this town! What a fight! I know. And that, the car just went in, right? Yeah, we we have a new installation by an artist named Gonzalo Labrea from Mexico. It's a it's a car perpendicular over a pool of liquid that's supposed to suggest motor oil. Uh, it's a very interesting piece uh, right across the street from the museum. You cannot miss it. I want the car. It's a 1967 Chevy Chevelle. It's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? I know. It was quite a quite a production. We live streamed the installation from our website. It was really interesting right. to watch. Well, Somebody cheeky that. on Facebook was talking about that installation with the yeah. car yeah. hanging over the pool and yeah. said, I can't believe that you walk out of the art museum and you see the bare undercarriage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally triggered. I'm totally triggered as a person who was driven into a body of water accidentally. This traumatizes me every day when I walk by the museum and really oh. art and why. I mean, art is controversy. Art is fun. Art is argument. Yeah. Art is starts conversation. I mean, if it is doing that, it's doing its job. Uh, a great point, and that, that's really funny. You know, really, I think our biggest issue with the Maryland statue is just that people, because of the placement, it's so close to the museum that people are just going to naturally assume that it's part of our collection or our, our presentation, and it, it's just not, and it's not something we would have ever chosen, but that's, you know, that's fine. That's right. like. I have to ask a question. There is a uh, an oil painting of a woman over over your hearth there, uh, over your shoulder. Who is that, and who painted it? Oh, that is a, a, a detail of a John Singer Sargent. I'm a, I'm a weekend painter, and I went through a, a phase of doing reproductions just to see what I could learn. And, and Sargent's my favorite painter, so I wow, can't paint it. That cool is that? That's no average paint day. night, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. He was pretty much the preeminent portrait artist of uh, oh, the 19th century, right? I, I would say ever, but that's me. But um, yeah, so I, I, I had set myself a pretty lofty goal there. I didn't quite get there, but I learned a lot. He's probably got his uh, Mona Lisa attempt in the bathroom. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Scott Slaven, thanks for joining us today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Scott from the Palm Springs Art Museum. Welcome back. Well, thanks. This was really fun. I can't wait to put my feet back on the stage as an entertainer and my butt back in a seat as a viewer. Keep us going. <laughs> well said. All right. Well, we're very excited. Today we have with us Ellen Wolf, who's been working with Sanctuary even before they were licensed. She's a six-year resident of Palm Springs, and we adore her. 
Rob has been Sanctuary's, Rob Warrenoff has been Sanctuary's first executive director and CEO since 2018. He's worked with and on behalf of LGBTQ children, youth, and families for over 30 years, most notably as the national director of LGBTQ services for the Child Welfare League of America, and as a co-founder and lead trainer for HRC's All Children, All Families project. We have Ellen Wolf and Rob Warrenoff from Sanctuary, which is going through some changes. Welcome. Good and happy Thanks. birthday, Ellen. Yeah. Thank you. Birthday. Very happy, very happy to survive this last year. Aren't yes. we all? And, and yes. beautifully. There was a big press announcement on Monday, uh, Sanctuary. Rob, you and I have known each other for a long time, and, and, I, and I've known that this is in the works, but why don't you tell us about um, the changes from Sanctuary to Oak Grove and what's going yeah. on? Yeah, thanks, and we really, really appreciate this opportunity. Um, you know, as, as people know, Sanctuary Palm Springs was formed to uh, support LGBTQ foster youth who are transitioning out of the foster care system, so they're young adults, and we prepare them for uh, life outside, you know, when they go off in the world to, to have jobs, to, to save their money, to go to school, things like that. Um, Sanctuary was formed largely by volunteers, which was wonderful when it got off the ground. Uh, then as we kind of made it more into a formal agency, uh, there had to be infrastructure around that. And by infrastructure, I mean administration. So an executive director, uh, Ellen, working with us to, to help raise the funds because we get state funding, uh, but it only accounts for less than half of what it really costs to run this organization. Um, we also had the wonderful Charles Drafton, who was doing a lot of our uh, uh, operations and administrative work. Um, so the money that we had to keep raising for sanctuary, almost half of it went to us and it didn't go to the program and it didn't go to the young people that we serve in that program. Uh, so, you know, I've worked in nonprofit as Shan said for 30 years. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to spend that much money on sort of the overhead and we want people to continue to support Sanctuary Palm Springs, but we wanted to go to the program and to the kids. Uh, so I looked around for an agency. Uh, Oak Grove Center has been in existence for over 30 years. Uh, they work with foster youth. They also work with youth who are at risk of coming into foster care to try to keep them home with their families safe there. Uh, wonderful, uh, they're all through Riverside County. They also have something called a Thrive Program, which is their independent life skills uh, training. And the Sanctuary youth have been going to that program uh, since Sanctuary started. So it seemed so they knew us and we knew them. Uh, and it just seemed like such a wonderful fit. So it was a, a, a very long, arduous process working with the state licensing entity. Um, uh, uh, but we got through all that and now we are ready to... Uh, to move into the next phase. What's really important is that uh, the, the money that we raise in the desert is going to stay in the desert with Sanctuary Palm Springs. It, um, and, and that was really important to us as we move forward to take, to take care of the kids in this mission that we've worked so hard with. Ellen, you're still going to be involved from a fundraising standpoint, correct? A absolutely. You know, this mission has had my heart since the beginning. I'm going to continue to raise money for them because I, I really enjoy um, I enjoy the work. I think we've done a, a brilliant job with these kids and offered them an opportunity that they, they wouldn't have had. Otherwise, we're lucky enough to live in Palm Springs where, I mean, could there be a more philanthropic, volunteer-oriented community in the world? Um, everybody's willing to step up and help with either their, you know, with either their money or their resources or their expertise or to give a kid a job. And it, it, it really works well. You know, what we'd like to do now is grow a little bit.
Yeah, it's really going to be very exciting because, again, the, the, you know, we have this beautiful house and, and six young people can live in this house. Uh, but the plan has always been to expand and expand not just to another house, but to apartments where they can come live in this house safely. They don't pay rents. They don't pay for their groceries. They can work and save their money, uh, but then graduate them into an apartment where they can live more independently. And Ellen has lots of plans for that. Oak Grove is 100% behind that model. Uh, and uh, so again, helping these young people get out into the world, but with a little bit of a safety net. You know, a lot of us were lucky to have parents who were that safety net. Um, they don't. And so it takes the whole community to kind of be that net for them. And what we want to provide for them really is the ability to make mistakes without their entire world ending because we can help them learn from their mistakes. And, and you know, when, when somebody like uh, West Elm or Cut Barber gives one of the kids a job, they know that they're going to have to do a little bit of extra work to get them ready to do it. And they do it willingly because they're, they, want, they want these kids to be part of our community. Good. Ellen, uh, lastly, how can people still support Sanctuary in Oak Grove? Well, go to sanctuarypalmsprings.org. You can always give us money. We love that. Um, we are also doing some projects now. We're getting back with everybody else from this whole pandemic nightmare. And uh, you can go on Sunday to um, Rolly China to see the Drag Brunch, which is put on by um, Rosemary Galore. And Chad has just done a lovely job there. That's a lot of fun every Sunday. So come do that. And look forward to seeing you and celebrating your birthday belatedly. Happy birthday from the whole yay, community yay. for all that you do. Thank you. Rob, thank you for all that you've done for uh, Sanctuary and for it's all the work pleasure. you've done with HRC and other organizations, uh, especially in foster care. And um, and I know that we'll have you on again uh, about another project that you that I know about, but I don't think you're quite ready to talk about yet. Yeah. I mean, I am if you have a minute, a quick minute. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tease us with that? Uh, sure. Um, I have uh, written a, a pilot script for a television series because I've never really liked the way that foster kids are portrayed on television or social workers or foster parents. They're usually bad people, uh, and that's not the real world. Uh, so my good friend is the actor Blair Underwood. Uh, he has an adopted sister. We've put this together, and we have developed it. Where I have a, 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 the new addition to the team is the brilliant Tiffany Haddish. Wow. We got Tiffany on board because Amazing. Tiffany was a foster kid. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's really, really thrilling to be putting this together. We're putting the final touches on the script. Uh, Tiffany and Blair will then sell it to a network. It's called Phoenix Rising. And I would love to come back on and talk more about that. Wow. Yeah, we definitely want to. And I'm going to call you at home because I finally started making progress on my first screenplay last Saturday. Yay. I sat to it. It's it's oh. powerful and difficult and amazing. And I totally would love to pick your brain and see Absolutely. how you got through. Absolutely. Love it. Thanks so much for being a part of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, a part of our community and for all the great work that you're doing uh, for, for Greater Palm Springs. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Next up, please welcome someone I love who's slating for me again, or he's just starting a dance. I don't even know what he's doing, but I love Nino Islands. He's here from the Standard Magazine. He is deep, deep, deep inside of my heart. He's one of the first people I ever met in Palm Springs. And uh, welcome with issue 101 of the Standard. Yes. Yes, it's, it's uh, you know, it was still amazing that we did issue 100 and now 101 is, uh, and we're gonna go keep going as long as we can, obviously. This issue that we did this month was our, our annual music issue. Oh. And uh, what we did, like last year, uh, we 
did a lot of emphasis on what's happening with COVID and music and so on and so forth and closures of, of venues and this, that, and the other. Right. This year, what we decided to do was go back to what we normally did was kind of highlighting some new artists that are up and coming and so on and so forth. So uh, like our first uh, article we did was on a singer called Gary Duffy, uh, who's an Irish singer and he's trying to do his crossover here to the States. Uh, he's He has that uh, Sam Smith vibe and so on and so forth like that um he also is um the funny thing about him is being an out openly gay uh singer his management company is called x pro management and the owner of x pro management is a um he was a world cup superstar back in the day and you know back then when and he's not the the, the manager's not not gay at all or anything like that but he's he's reaching out to the gay community, which is really cool. One of the other articles I wanted to touch on was uh, a new album and a new single released by Kat Cunning. Uh, she and um, uh, Republic Records are, are, are combining their forces to help out the Ally Coalition, which is a coalition to help uh, youth, uh, LGBT youth, with homelessness and depression wow. and suicide prevention and all these sort of things. So a lot of the proceeds are going toward on her new album and a new, well, it's an EP right now. And, um, and it comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh, she's looking again, they're, 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 they're combining their forces to help that particular organization, which is what really kind cool. of music. What kind of music is she? Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, not folky, but you know, it's just kind of poppy kind of thing. Um, pretty cool. Actually, I heard a couple of the tracks. It's, it's not bad. It's really, really kind of fun. Okay. And she, she's part of the family, you know. Um, cool. I don't know her at all. Yeah, nice. well, well, check out the uh, okay. standardps.com. Go to the magazine. Read her little article and you'll, you'll, then you'll know her a little we bit more. We will certainly do that. Yeah. Um, also, what we featured, I had a lot of things I wanted to, to let you guys know about. We also featured, you know, how everybody's doing a documentary, music documentary, like uh, Tina Turner just did hers and uh, so on. Pink is coming out with one next month. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, it's, it, it's on her latest tour. And um, also she goes behind the scenes and does some other things. So everybody's throwing in their hat in with these documentaries, especially now that, that there's really no concerts of just starting up. So everybody's trying to make sure that their word, their, their voice and their bass are still out there. Uh, the next thing that we covered that's kind of kind of cool and kind of fun was they're doing a musical on Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood madam. A musical? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they just released, uh, or it's going to be released soon, the album, the soundtrack from it, before they even release, before they even do the musical. So it's going to be kind of like in the same veins, like how they did um, back, back, way back, they did Jesus, Jesus Christ Superstar, they did Evita, they released the soundtracks first before they even hit Broadway. Robert so, Stigwood. Yeah. So obviously, for, for, you know, for obvious reasons why they're doing that is because Broadway is still closed for all sorts of purposes. But I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing what, what it's going to be all about. Um, is there a working title? The, the Little Black Book, oh, the, the name of the, of the album. It's oh, ready. It's ready I was like, Mistress, may I have another? One? <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. You, know, like, you think of like come from away, like what a, you know, that, that, that story, how do you make that into a musical? And, well, it's, it's like everything. I mean, they, they're right. trying to, you know, there's certain things that you never 
thought in a thousand years that they'd make a musical out of or, or yeah. do something with, and they do. Um, yeah. Audible, who's the uh, Amazon, for yeah. Amazon's company who does all the uh, recorded uh, books on tape series and all these sort of things. Yeah. They're doing a, um, a comedy uh, coming out for Pride Month, Hot White Heist, and it's an all LGBTQ cast. Cynthia Nixon, Bowen Yang, uh, Gazillionum. I mean, just so they're reading a novel for Audible with it's a, it's a it's a it's an actual. Uh, they wrote it for Audible, ah. and it's going to be like you know the old school radio shows and, yeah. and mysteries. But this is going to be a comedy, and it's, it's a completely LGBTQ cast. And then Shan, real quick, yeah, Katie Lang. Did you see when she was in? Did you see her when she was out here at Muriel's, at Muriel's Supper Club? That's when I wrote the cover story yeah, for the bottom right. of yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to make sure that I put this in there because it's from your email. Uh, she's, doing an, uh, she's doing an album coming out, Pride Month again, and it's called Makeover. And she's remixing all of her songs as okay. dance songs. Oh, my God. Okay. Because yeah. I did have a little this is whiny factor issue. Yeah. Like, I loved her, but I Love needed it. a little mts, mts, mts. Yeah. Yeah, she's That's she's cool. doing that, and if when you go to the magazine, look at the I, we have a picture of the cover. Yeah, and she is she's so glammed up, even more glammed up than Miss oh. Chatelaine. I mean, she oh no, I am Miss Chatelaine. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. wait yeah. for that. I oh, love Katie's voice. Yeah, so it's coming know. out in June. I don't know if you remember. I mean, it was a great interview. I totally yeah. loved doing it. Even the publicist wrote back and said, "Yeah, Kate, Kate Irvin said that she loved it. Interview, yeah. liked it." So I don't, I never put in the story or any of that, but like okay. one of the things, I had just read another interview on her about uh -huh. how hard it was to travel because she missed her dog. Yeah. And I did too. And so at the very end of the interview, I kind of bonded over, you know, I read uh -huh. this, that you have some issues. Yeah. Now. How do you deal with that? And she goes, she died yesterday. Oh no. <laughs> After an unbelievable interview, uh -huh. it has to end with dead dog with Katie uh -huh. Lang. Why, why, but, why? But you know something, your interview and, and the comments from the publicist said that your questions were totally, totally different from everybody else's questions and really cool. Yeah, yeah. it was good. And they I loved it. it. And too bad we can't find it. Thank you for oh. a real opportunity like that. That was oh, great. Stop. Thank you. All right. Well, Nino, so good to see you. We love you from the Standard Magazine. We can't wait to hear about episode issue 102. That's travel. Ooh, travel. Good. Okay. Yay, Getting travel. back to travel. See what we're gonna what, what what's in store. Great. There's some good things. There's some good things you. coming up. So we'll see you again. Thanks, soon. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Bye -bye. Thanks. Bye, Nino. Bye bye. <laughs> well, we are so excited about a new concept, restaurant, bar, lounge, venue, everything else. Um, where Dinks used to be, we all maybe know that one. It has now been renamed, rebranded, and completely reimagined. It is called Booze Hounds. And three of the principals are with us today. Raise your, this is like the, when we're interviewing the Beatles with when they were first in America. Raise your hand, Brian, Jimmy, Steve. And Where's Ringo? What's that? Where's Ringo? <laughs> Does anybody have a dog named Ringo? <laughs> I actually used to have a dog named Ringo. For well, real? For real. Yes. Okay, you can't even write oh, that. Just Ringo and Diana. Yes. <laughs> he, he replaced Pete Best. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cat. 
Hey guys, uh, this sounds like a really interesting concept. I can't wait to go and vibe in some booze and bring my hound. Can you tell us about what, tell us about it? Sure. I mean, so we're a restaurant, obviously what you said, a restaurant bar um, that's super dog friendly. Um, I think we all saw a need uh, out here for a place where um, it wasn't just a place you could, you could bring your dog like on a patio somewhere. We really wanted to um, make it inviting for dog owners, uh, a, a place that felt like, oh, this is, this is for my dog and for me. Um, and your dog's really included. I mean, we have a dog menu, for goodness sakes. Yeah, it was kind of like the reverse of one of our um, sayings is where dogs bring their humans. So it's almost kind of a reverse. It's like let the dogs lead the humans into uh, a fun environment. And one of the uh, one of the great things about this space. I mean, everybody's familiar with this building. It's one of the first buildings you see when you enter the city. It's, it's kind of built for what we want. I mean, we're right now in the dining room. This is going to be for humans only. But we've got this beautiful atrium just on the other side of the bar. And then on the other side of that, we've got a patio. So you've got these two beautiful spaces. Yeah, yeah you know, the structure itself is so absolutely beautiful. And when we walked into this space, we really saw kind of the vision. And it really just needed a facelift. Yeah. Um, a very good one. It was a big facelift, but uh, yeah. the structure itself just kind of holds its own. We just kind of uh, made it pretty again, I think. For people that are not from Palm Springs and maybe coming into Palm Springs, can you give the location? Yeah, it's uh, right along Highway 111, right at uh, before Vista Chino. So we're kind of between Vista Chino and the aerial tram. Okay, right there on the left as you're coming in. Yeah, yeah. people are familiar with two cans. We're right next door. Yeah, yeah. block out from Billy Reed's, which yeah. Okay, I'm sure that you guys are hearing from the locals. I mean, those of us who have been here forever have seen a number of incarnations in there, and yeah. uh, we have a heart space with that place. We've yeah. had some of the most beautiful brunches, some of the most lovely dinners over the decades in that space. So you must be hearing that people are behind you and and they want you to, we all want to show up, make well, a big reservation and support you. I think for us, we, we all recognize what this building used to be and how important it was. Uh, and so we knew that we had to give this a completely fresh face. And obviously we're just talking about the design, but it needed a new identity. Um, and we're really proud to sort of rebrand this place and give it a new identity because we know how important it is for the community to have this stuff up north here. Um, also have a place that, I mean, one of our core sort of tenant words with the company is community. We want to be such a thriving part and connected to the community. And so having a space that felt like Palm Springs that gave uh, nods to mid-century, um, but also sort of felt fun and fresh and vibrant was super important to us. Is this an unprecedented concept? Has anybody ever done this before? And if so, how do they navigate um, dogs maybe bumping into each other in a bar? And, you know, how do you how do you work around the foibles of humans and dogs? I'll talk about the concept. You can talk about the sort of foibles of dogs. And sure, stuff. absolutely. Conceptually, there's there's a, a few dog bars, we'll call them around uh, the country, but um, some of them are in states that have much looser laws for the sort of crossover. Obviously, California's um, a little stricter. So that's been a learning process and a challenge for all three of us as we go, okay, how do we make uh, this dream that we've had uh, and this idea and put it into application into the space? Um, and for us, that was really 
uh, designating specific areas for specific things um, and messaging at the, on the front end. So like if you're booking on Resi, if you're going on our website, we have a, a top-notch brand developer who's really just um, developed all of our messaging to get in, in front of things before someone even walks in the door. They know sort of what they're walking into and how to walk into it. Yeah, and that's that is the, what's so great about between Brian's wife, Jenny, who's the, the uh, designer, and then our brand developer, Jenna, you know, it really is getting that message out and the signage and the flow of the space. Like, this is where your pause stop. You can't go any further because now you're entering, you know, the bar. And there are so many regulations that we have to follow. So... It's, uh, it is getting that message out immediately and, and, and kind of helping the community understand the space so much more. So yeah. when they come in, they know exactly what they're getting. Well, it's, and it's, you know, it's our job to teach any customer or anyone in the community how things are done here. Um, and so once you just sort of show people like, oh, this is what Booze Hounds does, um, people go, okay, I get it. There's actually a separate entrance for the dogs. It's got a swinging plastic door, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. A very large dog door. Feet, uh, six feet high. <laughs> no, but there is. There's a separate entrance. The dogs enter over. The people with dogs are entering a uh, on the patio uh, side. Are they coming in on the patio yeah. side? Patio side. It's actually called the doggy door. Yeah, of course it is. We did an interview not too long ago, and it was really kind of confusing because we called it a doggy door, and I think they actually thought. It was like, how are humans going to get in? You're just going to let your dog uh, in. You uh, got to get on all fours and climb uh, through. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a late night after many, many, you know, cocktails. We it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can talk. The cameras are, we can go back and watch it. Did you guys <laughs> made a go ahead, go ahead, Brad. No, go ahead, Chad. Have you guys made a connection with the gals over at Four Paws Coffee right by you? It's, it's funny, so our GM Forrest, who's incredible, who's worked out here um, for a while, um, he's very close with the owners of Four Paws, and he's like, we need to set something up with them and go talk to them because he loves yeah. them. So. Just go grab a coffee. I'm sure they will come up with two or three things that are ahead of what you're about to, you know, because they sure. have struggled with how to walk that line on yeah. Four Paws as well. So, you know, walking a line on Four Paws is extra difficult, <laughs> I imagine, so... A crossover. Yeah. One of, the, uh, one of the big things that we're going to do, in fact, today at one o'clock, we have uh, Palm Springs Animal Shelter coming in. Oh. And uh, I'm a volunteer there, and I see so much heart with these other volunteers and getting these dogs ready to be fostered and adopted. And so what we want to do is really work with them and give back. So we're going to come up with some great fundraising ideas uh, with the animal shelter, just a great group of people. A lot of people uh, were made it through the pandemic because of their four-legged friends and they deserve a night out. So yeah. boozehoundsps. Boozehoundsps.com. All right. Can't wait till it's open. Yes. Can't wait to see you guys. We're I'm going uh, to be in one of the sample. I'm going to be at the sampling next week. So I can't right. wait to back and report. Now, should I bring my dog? No, I should. Did not so bring my dog to very specific uh, Saturday afternoon. I mean, yeah, I just, <laughs> you're like, I get it. I didn't get the sarcasm, of course. Uh, uh, where are your dogs? I thought you might have the dogs in today. Well, Aww. This, this, is what, this is what really kind of started it all. This is Striker. This was uh, Steve and I's dog, 
18 years old when he passed. And so wow. when you come in, you're going to see a lot of Striker. There's a, a wall dedicated to Striker. Striker is our logo. So um, gone but not forgotten. And Thank so for, and, and for Steve and I have dogs. I've got Rocco. He's got Lago. Um, we probably have the only two dogs in the city that can't come to our own bar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have to say, though, our dogs are complete rescues. When I walked into the animal shelter here in Palm Springs to get my dog, I said, where is your most damaged dog? And two people at the same time said, that one. And I said, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. He, um, oh, so we're working on him. He's, he's, he's from when I first got him, he's done the 360 already, and he's getting better. But, you know, there's still a little bit of work to be done with him. So eventually... Uh, He'll be able to come into Busan's, I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> next year. <laughs> well, yes. monitor his progress. Yeah. That's right. And I'm, I'm not a pup owner uh, at the moment, but we're going to use the opportunity with the Palm Springs Animal Shelter to find. Uh, we're, we're, I'm ready for one again in yeah. my life. So yeah, it's good. One will pick you out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> for sure. Well, hey, thank you again. We can't wait to meet you in person and sniff uh, out your space. And uh, we're going to have a great time with you. Can't wait to see you guys. We'll we'll see you mark guys. our territory. We promise we will not mark our territory. <laughs> we, got, we have an area for yeah, that, yeah. too. So it's gonna we'll send Brad over to it. There's a mat for that. Right. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Have a good day. Thank, thank you. Guys. And now we have the fabulous publisher, editor, and uh, journalist uh, and dear, dear friend, Jimmy Bogle from cvindependent.com, where you can sign up for your daily digest. Welcome, Jimmy. And we got something to, to digest here about the J&J. &J. Yes. So uh, I believe three of us here are part of the J&J &J vaccine tribe. And of course, there was some rather disconcerting news about uh, the vaccine earlier this week that it's now actually eight people because a couple of people have been found in the trial out of 7 million people who received the vaccine have had a rare type of blood clot. And when you hear about that, it's scary and frightening and oh my God. But then when you actually get past the headlines, it's, it's one in a million, a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's basically one in a million. Um, and at first, I, you know, was nervous, and then I started reading more into it, and then I was calm because I'm like, it's, you know, this is one in a million, literally, so why in the heck are we doing a pause? But then I read more about why we're doing the pause, and one why? of the reasons they're doing the pause is so medical professionals can look and learn how to treat these because apparently there's one of the a normal blood thinner that you normally take for blood clots does not work with this oh. and also it'll give people that people who've just had the vaccine the two to three weeks you know it'll, they can watch for it and see if this is actually a bigger problem i still personally think the pause was a mistake because there's some new polling coming out that shows that a, it's making it so people think this is an inferior vaccine, and some people already were, even though it isn't. And B, the um, it's giving some more fodder for people who didn't want to get vaccinated at all, thinking that it's unsafe, even though you can make the case that this is just the exact opposite. The fact that the government is taking this seriously, even though it's only seven or eight cases, you know, it's it's a mess. It's a big, big mess. I had a friend of mine who actually heard somebody uh, loudly talking about the vaccine in a public space saying it's the mark of the demon. And, and I was like, where are you Mar-a-Lago? 
I saw some other mind-blowing, crazy comments on Facebook about the Johnson and Johnson, and I mean stuff that honestly it was so bizarre I couldn't even process it in a linear way to repeat it because it didn't even I, I couldn't even figure out all the levels of crazy they were trying to put into. I mean, I guess that's just going to be the nature of the beast. Yeah, you know, it was affecting it was affecting women. How did you feel when this news first dropped, uh, Shan? About, about women? Well, well, if, at least this is one thing they actually tested on women, as far as I know. Okay. Oftentimes, they don't even include us in the testing. So women are often have some side effects that they didn't expect because they weren't part of the testing process. But I think they were, uh, you know, fully. Uh, involved in the testing process. So yeah, I mean, first of all, luckily I was also outside of that two week window and mm -hmm. I'm too old for the window. And fortunately I was too fat and I was able to get the vaccine in the first place. So I'm trying to live in the gratitude of that end. I think the efficacy was a little bit lower. I think the statistics were that the J&J's efficacy was a little bit lower. Is that wrong? For it is technically right, but the problem side is- side effects, not death. Uh, the, the, it's, you can't really compare the efficacy numbers because the Pfizer and Moderna studies were done primarily in the U.S. when variants were a concern. The Johnson & Johnson trial was done in multiple countries, including South Africa, where the variants became a concern. Oh. So the fact of the matter is you really can't compare the two. Because so in fact, it, is, it is believed it is believed that it's pretty much just as effective. Um, you know, it might be a little bit less effective against um, milder cases, but all three of the vaccines had pretty much zero serious uh, illness when, in, in the trials. And the number of since people have started getting these vaccines and people have been getting these vaccines now, you know, Johnson and Johnson, people have been getting them, not even counting the trials for about five or six weeks now. Um, I got mine over a month ago. And, um, you know, also with Pfizer and Moderna, the number of people who are getting seriously ill after having the vaccine is tiny. They're actually called breakthrough cases. We, I did put a story about it in the Daily Digest. There are going to be some, you know, these, even the, if they're 95% effective, that means there are still going to be some cases getting through. And there are still going to be some cases in which there are deaths that may be related to COVID. But it is a tiny, tiny, tiny number compared to the 570,000 people in the U.S. who have died already from this. So, so they, it's more effective than the flu shot, the efficacy. It's more effective than taking the pill. It's as likely, it's half as likely as getting hit by lightning or something. I don't even know what that number is, but yes. they said it on the news somewhere. You're oh. twice as likely to get hit by yeah. lightning than have this side effect. So yeah, I'm not going to waste a bunch of time freaking out about that. And, no. and, and no, you absolutely, if you, if you've gotten the vaccine, you absolutely should not freak out about it. Yeah. If you, if you are still within the two to three week window where this is a possibility, of course, with anything that you do in life, you should be alert. You should take care of yourself. If you have any symptoms, you should talk to your doctor. You are like the vaccine for misinformation. Highly recommend you go to cvindependent.com and sign up for the daily digest because you're wicked smart and you explain things good. Thank you. Jerry. Thank you. I appreciate it. You guys take care.
It is the weekend of April 16th through the 18th. This would have been Coachella weekend number two, and it is not happening, and we don't know when Coachella is going to happen again. But we do know a lot of other things that are happening in I Love Gay Palm Springs. I'm Brad Fur, your Gay Desert Guide, and every week I write a blog and have a complete rundown of everything happening in the greater Palm Springs area. You can subscribe to our email newsletter, from the Oasis Insiders at GayDesertGuide.com. Or you can read about it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere else. I'm not a TikToker yet, but one of these days I will. Well, Modernism Week is wrapping up, and I know it's a little confusing because we have Modernism and Desert X at the same time. Desert X has another month to go, whereas Modernism is wrapping up this Sunday, the 18th. And uh, this Desert Palisades project on the north end is absolutely stunning. Uh, the wind has been absolutely stunning as well and sandblasting as we talked about earlier, but that's, uh, I think there's still a few tour dates left for that particular event. This Sunday is the uh, Alohana, is it Alohana Mod Palm Springs? I don't know if I pronounced that right, but my Hawaiian is not a first language. Uh, hula performances. It's at the Palm Springs Cultural Center. They're doing a marketplace of tiki stuff. So I'm thinking DJ Baz might be making an appearance there. Well, we um, love the, the this group that we found this uh, through Alexander Rodriguez. Gays in space. There's lots of A's in there. That's why I did that. Uh, they're doing a virtual celebration and Trekkie feud Saturday, um, long live, live long and be fabulous, as we did with uh, with Alexander a couple of weeks ago. You can try uh, find out all about Trekkie Feud and get tickets on the events calendar of GayDesertGuide.com. Indio is doing a food and art festival at the Empire Polo Club this weekend. Goes both days from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Of course, they're following, uh, following all the COVID-19 protocols, but you will see approximately 50 talented artists all socially distanced. Speaking of art, we are working with the Men event in New York City. This weekend, it's the queer beginnings of modern art. Uh, George Benson, not the you know smooth jazz guy, he's the co-creator of MoMA's first ever queer tour. And he'll be giving a talk on how intrinsically linked the beginning of the modern art movement is with the emergence of queer identity. Um, and we talked with Scott Slavin a little earlier about the Palm Springs Art Museum. This weekend is the uh, last weekend for Art Auction 21. It's a fundraiser for the Palm Springs Art Museum in partnership with Sotheby's. And there's uh, artwork by today's most notable artists from around the region, across the country, and internationally, lots of artwork on sale, uh, prices ranging or values ranging from $5,000 to $100,000. Um, I don't know that I'll be able to uh, participate in that, but I think it would be a lot of fun. Do they have any dogs playing poker? <laughs> Just asking. I don't think so. Well, you know, every Monday and Wednesday, we have a fun little feature called Man Crush Monday, Mondays, 
Women Crush Wednesday on Wednesdays. We highlight people in our community that we like to get to know. And this week, there couldn't be a larger dichotomy. We have David Gonzalez, who uh, does a little go-go dancing on the side. He was our Man Crush Monday. And then if you remember last week's show, and if you didn't listen to it, you should, Dr. Ronnie Sandlow was on. And she's a historian for our LGBTQ plus community. And she's our Woman Crush Wednesday this week. We do a fun little video. Thanks to Jeff Deneen Jones for his work on that. We post those on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, movies are back at the Mary Pickford Inside, and the uh, next weekend is going to be the last time that uh, they're going to be doing the drive-in theater. So uh, Godzilla versus Kong is on the outdoor big screen and on the big, uh, big screen indoors. All right, just in head of uh, 420, which is next week, uh, the police are going to be doing a sober or hand them over DUI checkpoint on Friday night. So luckily, John, you'll be walking from Arenas Road home. I wouldn't call that walking. <laughs> Sashay away. Gosh, thank you, Shan. Thank you very much. Uh, so, but do, you know, it's, it's a, it is a very serious issue. Uh, so be sure and uh, always be mindful. Look, Uber and Lyft and our local taxicab services are still out there to serve you if you are overserved. Well, do you have a, uh, a bulky item that you want to get rid of? Well, this Saturday, 8 to noon, City Hall uh, at their Palm Springs Disposal Services bulky item collection event is also happening 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. And uh, those are open to Palm Springs residents only. We've got all the details on our website. Many other events happening over the week and weekend. There's a new Rancho Mirage certified farmer's market each Friday. Um, I want to give a shout out to Michael Holmes at the Purple Room. Um, you know, that venue has been shuttered for going on 14, almost 15 months now. And so Sue Cameron and Lucy Arnez have put together a campaign on GoFundMe. It's called Save Live Music, Help Purple Room Palm Springs Reopen. So if you can make a contribution to uh, what Michael Holmes means to the community with the Judy Show and everything and all the great live entertainment at the Purple Room, I know he would greatly appreciate it. He has brought in so many legends uh, to perform there. So some of the, just some of the greats and yeah, we really support what Michael does. He's awesome. We no love him. Well, finally, uh, this week, we welcome three new partners to, um, gaydesertguide.com roadrunner print and ship the Coachella Valley's neighborhood printing and shipping center. They are in the Vons Plaza, Bob and Ben Kincaid, members of the Desert Business Association, LGBTQ owned. They have uh, combined 40 years of professional experience. All right, those guys are young. I don't know where they came up with 40 years combined experience. I thought they were only about 25 each to begin with. But, I don't want to combine our years of experience in oh public. Oh my God, it would be in the hundreds. Uh, <clears throat> so the 420 Bank, has uh, opened up. This is uh, Julie's new venture. You know, she has PSA Organica, but now they've taken this building that has been an eyesore. It was next to the village, the villager pub, uh, right there at Baristo Road across from the Art Museum, um, Architecture and Design Center. They have made that place stunning on the inside. And uh, you can go in there and consume cannabis as well as buy cannabis. And do, Chan, you know what next 
next week is? 420. 420. We should have, we, we forgot the, you were so high, we forgot to plan anything for, for next week's 420 day. We did a smoke out last year, didn't we? Was it last year or two years ago? It was last, it was last year, year and I arranged to have marijuana delivered to our homes live on the smoke out and we got some pretty serious pods. More yeah. than, you know, I usually buy the bargain basement stuff so yeah. I can, but after that smoke out, when we were done taping, I had to walk out to the park and like make sure my feet were on the planet. <laughs> I was so high. I'm not used to actually being really high. It was good, but oh wow. Final new partner for GayDesertGuide.com, Hephaestus Jewelry, LGBT owned. Jeff Timms has been working for years as a jewelry designer, originally from the Chicago area. He's got a great store on La Plaza. Um, they make unique wedding bands and one-of-a-kind engagement rings and statement rings and has some other just absolutely stunning jewelry. Um, they're mostly, I think, Thursday through Saturday, Thursday through Sunday. You can see he and his hairless chihuahua sitting outside the store, unless there's somebody inside, and then he'll be inside and helping you out. Hephaestus Jewelry on the Plaza in downtown Palm Springs. And uh, finally, let's uh, do this week's hot deal. 50% off at Monster Shakes. Now that is in the uh, Ralph's Plaza, you know where Ralph's is at uh, Sunrise and Ramon. Uh, there is a place called Monster Shakes and these guys do a great job. 50% off when you buy the hot deal on gaydesertguide.com. And that's a look at this week and weekend in I Love Gay Palm Springs. Can I do a couple of shout outs to some live in-person oh, things? Um, Larry Atello used to host a thing called Songo. It's bingo with song snippets. And he used to host it at Stacy's. He is now doing it at Tool Shed. It's called Tool Shed Tunes. We're doing it every Tuesday night. A freaking blast. And he does such a great job. Larry's a uh, former lead singer of a Bon Jovi tribute band that played Vegas for years and the last couple of years has lived here in Palm Springs. He's great. Um, Tommy Dodson is playing at 111 on Wednesday nights uh, with piano and limited seating. And I've just found out that Ron Pass, another one of our pianists, uh, is going to be doing Tuesday nights at the new 111 uh, starting in May. So wow. getting together, distanced, inside, limited capacity it, with an actual person playing live music is something that we've really missed. And well, and I've got a busy weekend coming up too. It's International Miss Leather Weekend. Oh. And I'm on a panel and a couple of little, I mean, there isn't a bunch of contact going on, but some dirty talk online communally and and education and connecting and networking and all that stuff. I'm also uh, uh, working with the modernism for the garden tour and I'm doing a private show. I'm emceeing and doing a little comedy set at Oscars uh, for uh, a little private thing and in person with just an audience of 25 people, but life is restarting. Actual paychecks from actual people too, like hello. Well, yeah. in fact, we've actually restarted the After Dark section, which used to be Nightlife. We rebranded it last year. The After Dark section has all the bar uh, activities and events that are happening. So if people want to know if there's a happy hour and what bar events like what John just mentioned, we've got a complete listing on our After Dark section now. We look forward to seeing all of you again. 
Thank you to all of our guests today. We had a really full show. It was big today. And we had a great time. We love all of our guests and we love you in Gay Palm Springs. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Fur. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.